Hello, everybody. Welcome to the very first episode of the Future Footy Podcast, the podcast where we talk about anything and everything, soccer, football, whatever you guys want to call it. I am one of your hosts, Christian. Joining me today are three very good friends of mine, three of the most intelligent footballing friends that I have in this world. Uh, we have with us another host, Aldo. How you doing, Aldo? Hey, I'm doing well, Chris. Thank you for having me here, man. Uh, as you know, big United fan. Can't wait to get this started. Awesome. Joining us also, we have another host, Chris. How are you doing, Chris? I'm good. Thanks for asking. I'm Chris. I'm a big Man City fan and just excited Boom. to be here. <laughs> awesome. And last but not least, we have our final host of the podcast. We have our, our friend, Saul. Saul, how's it going over there? Oh, I'm good. Thank you for asking. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, Saul, big Barca fan. And uh, I hope this thing really works out. Uh, looking forward to it. Awesome, guys. So like I said, y'all, we're here finally. What started off as just a group name on a Snapchat group chat has finally turned into a reality future footy podcast. We, we are finally here. We finally made it. Um, over this podcast, guys, we just want to share our opinions on the sport, the beautiful game that we all know and love. So kind of just to give you guys a little bit more context about ourselves uh, here in the beginning. So like I said earlier, my name is Christian, current full-time student, full-time worker, living in Denver, Colorado. Just enjoying life, enjoying the beautiful game as it goes on day to day. Big Barca fan, now a PSG fan because of Messi. (laughs) 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 No, but in all reality, uh, I love the beautiful game ever since a very young age. I realized early on I was never going to make it pro, so that didn't stop me from making it big in other aspects of the sport. That's why I'm here. Hopefully this podcast is the very first step to that, not just for me, but for all of us guys. And yeah. Uh, although you got anything to say? Yeah, man. I mean, what a transfer window, eh? But yeah, I mean, we'll talk about that later. I'm a big United fan ever since uh, seven years old. Uh, been playing ever since then. I've also been coaching for about six years now. So just like you, you know, the sport changes every day, and we're just here to see it. We're lucky to see how it changes, how it progresses. Uh, I I wish I could say that. You know, Chris, the Man City. I wish I could say that I like you, but I don't. I'm sorry, <laughs> but it, it, it's over to you. All right. So as you guys know, I'm a Man City fan. Um, I was introduced Whatever. to soccer, football, kind of later in my life. Um, I first liked Man City playing FIFA actually, and ever since FIFA 15, they've been my team ever since. Love to hear it. So you want to dive in on this? Tell the people a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so uh, as I said earlier, I'm a big Barca fan, and uh, when I was younger, uh, I originally started off watching uh, uh, the local league. Well, for me, the local league, which was the Mexican league. Uh, I originally was a America fan and a Leon fan, my hometown, and uh, the first European game I ever watched uh, was a Champions League final between uh, Man United and Barca, and ever since then, I became a Barca fan. I started following them closely. And, we don't uh, talk about that yeah. final, okay? Uh, my favorite player is Messi, <laughs> obviously. But, uh, a bit disappointed to see him go, but we'll talk about that later. Awesome. So like we, many of you guys touched on earlier, uh, quite the tra- crazy transfer window this past window was. Can we all just mutually agree at first that this was the craziest and most epic transfer window that at least I've ever seen in my life? Can you guys agree? Oh, yeah, dude. This was FIFA in real life. Not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> it was ridiculous. So, Both uh, Madrid and Barca captains leaving. Exactly. 
so that's really going to be the main focus here, guys, for this first episode. We're going to be talking anything and everything about the transfer window that just passed. Uh, just closed recently, so now we got a better picture of how teams will look like going into the season. Uh, we're going to pick out the biggest winners, biggest losers, delve into the biggest five leagues in Europe, how certain teams strengthened, how other teams failed to strengthen in other areas. And yeah, so to kick it all off, guys, we're starting off in Serie A. Um, although uh, I know none of us are really any big Serie A or Italian team fans out there, but uh, what was your overall winner for the transfer window in Serie A over in Italy? Oof. I think overall winner was definitely uh, Roma. Uh, <laughs> they they got a new coach, Joseph Mourinho. He's been a proven winner. He's kind of been slacking recently, obviously, you know, over at United, over at Tottenham. But I think this is where things might start changing for him. And then especially with getting Tammy Abraham, which I don't know why Chelsea let him go. I still can't wrap my head around that. But his first couple of games over there, geez, he's just been balling. It's like he's playing, you know, at a schoolyard. It's crazy. Agreed. I think that, that for me is the biggest winner. I definitely can agree with you there, although last season Roma finished seventh in the Serie A table. Do you see them with acquiring Jose Mourinho, with Tammy, amongst other players, um, rising up in the standings this season? Well, it's you know how they, what they say it's it's a marathon, not a sprint. So, still too early to tell. But based on what I've seen so far, I think Roma does have the potential to go top four. That'd be very interesting to see. Uh, Chris, uh, what about you, man? Any other big teams that stand out to you in Italy that have made quite the splash in this transfer window? Team I think made quite the splash, but not in a good way. Are Inter Milan? I think they've sold. <laughs> a lot of players that were essential to their title win last season. And I don't know if they can keep it up this season. Of course, losing Lukaku and Hakimi, two important players in their side with Conte leaving too. I don't know how they're going to stay in the top four. Yeah, exactly. So speaking of Conte leaving Inter, Chris, I know, um, I guess I can just kind of refer this question to all of you guys. There was quite the merry-go-round, if you would, of managers and Serie A this season. So just to give a quick synopsis on that, Simone Inzaghi, obviously managing Inter now, uh, leaving the Lazio job open, which was picked up by Maurizio Sarri. Um, other notable manager news is uh, Spalletti joining Napoli, Jose Mourinho, as Aldo mentioned, coaching Roma, and Allegri rejoining Juve after the uh, terrible season they had last season <laughs> under Andrea Pirlo in his first managing job. Uh, Soul, what did you make of Juve last season and uh, their first year under Pirlo and the transfer window and how they potentially could strengthen to regain that uh, Serie A title this season? Oh, well, uh, I was actually hoping they wouldn't qualify. I wanted Napoli to qualify. So <laughs> that didn't happen. Uh, Juventus, uh, I don't know. Honestly, they made the right moves. I mean, their biggest signing was uh, Locatelli. Uh, I mean, they got E, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but for PSV, Mohamed Ihatrin. He's a good player to watch out for the future. Also, Kai Jorge, he's also another good one. Uh, honestly, uh, I don't see him competing. Uh, I don't see him competing for the for the title this year. I just, they lost Ronaldo these first, what is it, two, three games. They haven't looked good. And uh, I just don't see him competing for the title this year. Uh, I still think they might finish top four. But, yeah, they just don't look good, in my opinion. 
I don't, yeah, the Juventus are 12th right now with barely tying the game. One point. Yeah, and then most of their, most of the, like their two center backs are aging out. Bonucci and Chiellini, they, they're aging out. Like they, they, like they have a lot of players in their squad that they need to replace that are aging out, and they haven't lined up like the proper replacements for them yet. So I think it's going to be a tough few years. Maybe they get a, a maybe a Barca esque situation where they have like a lot of old players they want to get rid of that they don't want to leave and. You know, they might struggle for a few years, but I think we'll see them back at the top within, like, the next five years. Interesting. So you mentioned there's Saul, um, uh, Manuel Locatelli, among those that came into Inter. Um, another permanent deal that was made, or not permanent loan fee initially with the uh, option to buy, I believe, is Moise Kane returning to Juve after two years away over at Everton and at PSG, returning to the club. Do you see him um, filling in the gap that Ronaldo is leaving, or do you see him kind of continuing that mediocre status he's attained over the past few years? Well, he, uh, I mean, when he initially came up from Juventus, I remember I watched him, and he was, like, one to watch, and I never understood why they let him go. Like, he had, like, a good streak of, like, where he'd come on as a sub, I think it was, like, three to five games where he came as a sub and, like, scored, and, like, I was never a fan of his move to Everton because of over there uh he never really got playing time but he went back to psg and he did good there uh, i think i have high hopes for him at juventus i think he'll refine his form i think he'll do good i don't know if anyone would capable of replicating what ronaldo did even if last year was considered one of his uh lower seasons one of his worst seasons um i don't think uh, anyone can replicate what he does but i think moise king is i think he's one for the future you know uh, he he showed promise, so I think he can recoup his form there, and I think he'll do good this year. Yeah, definitely one for the future. Um, Chris, uh, so we'll mention there a little bit about the center backs aging out at Juve. Um, Christian Romero was in one of the promising young center backs that they had. Obviously, he didn't play for them last year, was at loan at Atlanta, but has now definitely left the club over at Spurs. Um, along with him and Merida Morel, which went to Atlanta this season. Uh, how do you see them faring defensively this season, Chris? Well, Juve are really good defensively, and they also have Delete, with nobody has mentioned yet, which a couple of years ago was seen as the one of the best young defenders coming out of anywhere out of Europe. So with him there, with the leadership of Chiellini, with Bonucci, I actually think they're going to do well, and I think they're going to maybe more than just compete, I actually think they're going to take back their Scudetto title. Interesting. Mm. I remember last year, Chris, you, uh, after Conte left, you, uh, or after Conte joined Juve, Inter, I'm sorry, you actually called it for Inter to uh, win the Scudetti and for Juve to fall out of favors, which ended up being true. So <laughs> I'll uh, take you on your word this season. I'll uh, <laughs> back you and saying Juve will uh, regain their title. Although, Saul, do you guys agree with that statement? Um, I honestly I don't think there's any team that stands out this year. I mean, obviously there's Napoli, Milan, uh, both Milan and Juve. I mean, I don't think any team like really stands out like that. I that I look at that I'm just like, yeah, that's the team that's gonna win. I I just like, I don't know. I just feel like it's gonna be a tight title race this year. I'm, I'll probably be wrong because Juve usually pulls away, but I I I think it'll be a tight title race till the end. Any input, Aldo? Uh, I kind of agree with Saul there. I mean, I think it is going to be a tight one. Um, 
I think the teams that really focus on being consistent are the ones that are, you know, obviously going to go up top. But I can't really see a, a clear winner right now. I'm not going to say – I don't think Juventus is going to reclaim any any trophy this season. Um, but we'll see what happens. I forgot uh, Atalanta. They're another team to watch. They've been going to come up these past few years. I forgot about them. But yeah, they're another team to look out for too. I think they'll challenge as well. I think I honestly think this might be their season because no, none of the other teams like have really like stood out. So this could be their season to win it. So you mentioned Atalanta there, Saul. Um, obviously, uh, losing Christian Romero last season, joining Tottenham. Um, any other major incomings that they've had? I know they've signed Mir Demirial. Um, I don't think they've strengthened anything in any other department, or I may be wrong. Can you guys think of any other potential big signings they brought in that can really push them to win the title this season? Uh, I don't think they got any. I mean, they got Costa, right? Yeah, from Chelsea. Uh, yeah, they got Coop, Cooper Myers. He's uh, I don't know if that's how you probably pronounce it, but he's Dutch. He's like he's uh he's twenty three, but he's still like one to watch. I think he's a young talent to watch. But, uh, they in terms of, like big name signings, I don't think they made anything. Yeah. It's all like lower budget yeah. and they turned out to be good. Like you said, you know, yeah, always staying under the radar Atalanta, but you know, pretty consistent over these past four years. I think they've managed to make Champions League in the past three. That's pretty impressive overall. So. Hopefully that can amount to something. Uh, one team we haven't really touched on yet in Serie A, which I thought had a really impressive window, was Lazio. Um, you know, they managed to keep their big players like Immobile, like Milinkovic, Savic. Uh, and apart from that, you know, they brought in Pedro. They brought in Felipe Anderson, who left the club a few years back. So that attacking front three looks really exciting to me, in my opinion, having Anderson and then Immobile and Pedro on the wings. Um, obviously lo- losing Joaquin Correa to Inter, amongst others, but... Uh, Still pretty strong, in my opinion. Um, any other teams that stand out to you guys? I know we haven't touched on Napoli or, any, or AC Milan in particular, but has any of them AC made Milan, any signings that have excited you guys? AC Milan with, uh, yeah, uh, AC Milan with uh, what's his name, uh, Tomori, uh, Mike Meijen, I don't know how you pronounce it. He's a, he was a goal, the goalkeeper for Lille. Uh, Donali, they made permanent, and Brahim Diaz. No, but speaking of Lazio, this that transfer story of them, they're trying to get uh Flip Caustic from who was I think Leverkusen, and that uh they emailed the wrong person, and that's why the deal never went through because they were emailing their offers to uh, uh oh my the wrong god, just ima- that, that, no, I can it's, just I, uh, imagine Frankfurt. Yeah, then Frankfurt, I think they, like, uh, missed an H or something, so they ended up emailing the wrong team. But, yeah, it just reminded me, because the other day I was looking, and there was, uh, I saw a post of, like, talking about, like, the top ten. And, like, if you if you guys thought this was bad, they were, like, talking about top ten things. I think the the guy's called Lotito. The, like, uh, the stories about him, like, the one I remember off the top of my head is that uh, when Bielsa initially agreed to get to, like, coach Lazio, like, I don't know how long ago that, uh, he was asking for signings, and that Lopito called him and told him that to fuck off, that there would be no signings. And uh, Bielsa, Bielsa's tenure, tenure there just lasted three days. He said that he had never seen anything like this. Yeah. yeah, I just thought that was funny. 
I swear, I, I love Bielsa just because of that moment, man. He's just like, he saw how shit the club was and was like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> Fuck this. <laughs> Another team that we haven't really touched on that I think made quite the impact this transfer window is uh, Fiorentina. Um, obviously been able to keep hold of their talisman up front. And then apart from that, bringing in the likes of Lucas Torreira, uh, Arvaldo, Adriazola, uh, right back from Real Madrid. I think they can uh, not push for the title, maybe not even, but maybe qualify for European football, Europa League at least. In my opinion, I would back them to make. And then uh, I don't think we can exit Serie A without mentioning the uh, young Mexican center back coming out of Mexico, joining Genoa, right? Uh, so yeah, I think you probably know the best of this guy. Uh, you want to give uh, the people a little bit more input on that? Um, well, Johan Vasquez, uh, he, he impressed at the Olympics. Yeah. Yeah, he really impressed. Uh, I'm hoping, you know, as a, as a Mexican, I'm really hoping he does well because, you know, I just want uh, to see Mexicans succeed in uh, Europe and I hope he does well. But, uh, yeah, he impressed at the Olympics and he definitely has, looks like uh, he has a promising future. So I really hope he does well over in Hanoa. Yeah, very excited to see what the future holds for him. Hopefully the future starting center back for uh, the Mexican national team going forward for the foreseeable future. And then uh, we're talking about Mexican exports. We can talk about United States exports as well. Um, Venezia, newly promoted to Serie A. Uh, a couple of signings that they made that's made a lot of uh, local news here in the States. John uh, Luca Busio, young midfielder from Sporting KC, making the move over. Uh, him along with Tanner Tessman from FC Dallas, both joining the newly promoted team. Um, I don't know if you guys know much about these players or about Venezia as a whole, but do you guys see them doing anything apart from scaving off regulation regulation this season? Chris, I'll no, over to you. Cool <laughs> uniforms. They have really cool uniforms. That's all I know about them. But, uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know much about them, so I can't really give an input. I think they'll they'll come up with some upsets um, this season. And, and make it through to to stay stay around for next season in the Serie A. Agreed. For Definitely sure. exciting for uh, United States fans here to see two Americans um, doing well over there, especially with the success that Weston McKinney had last season at Juve. Hopefully you can replicate it this season. Chris, so uh, you mentioned Juve is your favorite to win the Serie A this season. Do you stand by that? I do. I think at the end of the day, it's Juve. They always got a Serie A title in the bag. With Max Allegri coming back, I think most of the players have played with him before. I think they know what he's like, what kind of tactics he likes to use. So, yeah, I I can't see anyone winning it but Juventus. Aldo, name one team that you think will win the Serie A title this season. It's not Juventus, that's for sure. I, <laughs> I just I know it's not going to be them. Uh, they're just kind of going through their own uh, shit show. Um, but I think Lazio, or maybe dare I say it, Milan. Uh, I think Lazio or Milan are, are my favorites uh, for this season for sure. AC Milan or Inter? Uh, AC Milan. I think the they've slept long enough. I think they're they're coming back. There, you know, that giant is waking up. He's gonna reclaim what's what's rightfully theirs. Very rogue shout, man. I don't know if I agree with that, but uh, so what do you think? Who who do you pick to win City out this season? Uh, you know, I'm gonna go uh, on a long shot here, uh, but I'm gonna say it's gonna be between uh, AC Milan and uh, Atlanta. 
they just met like Atalanta always manages like to sell their best players and somehow they still compete and you know I, I don't think it's going to be any different and I think this will be their year. Wow, so both Sol and Aldo picking Milan and although who was the other team you picked besides them, Lazio? Lazio, yeah. I mean, right, yeah. dude, they got like nine goals in two <laughs> games. That's ridiculous, man. Yeah, and they've man, only conceded sorry. twice. Whew. Yeah, with Sorry, Mobile up man. front, man, that's going to be very hard to pick. Um, yep. Cool. Well, I'm going to be honest, guys. I did not expect those two picks from y'all, but uh, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with a bit of rogue shout here myself. I'm going to say Inter will reclaim their title. I know they're facing a lot of financial um, difficulties right now, but I think they're strengthening the right areas, you know, being able to keep Lataro Martinez, adding Ed and Jacko, walking Correa, um, Denzel Dumfries to replace Hakimi. I think they'll uh, not do as bad as other people think they will this season. So uh, I'm just going to go rogue here, kind of like how you two, and uh, back them to <laughs> rec- reclaim the uh, City Out title or retain the City Out title this season. So that pretty much wraps it up in City Out for us, guys. So now we can move over to our friends at, over at France, Ligue 1. And really, when we think about this league, guys, there's one transfer that just overshadows the rest. Uh, Saul, do you want to tell them what the giant transfer Wait, I thought season? League One I thought League One moved to sixth uh the sixth best league. Yeah, but do you I really see, consider the Portuguese league <laughs> to be one of the top five <laughs> leagues in Europe, man? I mean <laughs> in my eyes, I still view Liga as a lot stronger. I, I don't know. That's just I mean, me personally. I mean I the Portuguese core FIFA rankings I mean, yes. I mean I guess Messi's finally at a farmer's league. Yeah, <laughs> you said the name Solo. Do you want to get a little bit more info about what happened this this summer? Yeah, I was just uh, just heartbroken seeing Messi leave. You know, he wanted to stay. Uh it was just sad seeing you know the Messi. You know, I grew up watching him, like watching Barca. He had always been there, so it's just uh, just a bit weird seeing him in the PSG jersey. Like even like um, just watching. In like training videos or anything, it still doesn't seem right, but yeah, it's just sad. Just sad. I can't describe it more than just sad. Uh, yeah, sad, but, uh, I wish him all the best on there, of course. Uh, I still don't want them to win a Champions League, but yeah, I just I don't think there's anyone else that's going to compete with the uh, front three of Mbappe, Neymar, and Messi, given that they all could stay uh, injury free and that. You know, their midfield's solid. They have a lot of rotation there. And then their defense is going to be even more solid once Sergio Ramos officially returns from his injury. So I just – and then, yeah, then they have two world-class goalkeepers in Navas and Donnarumma. I mean, I just don't see anyone competing. Like, I'd, I'd like to say that Lille or Lyon or or Marseille. Marseille's actually been playing really, really nice football, but I just don't see anyone challenging that team. Yeah, man, it's definitely uh... – even before the Messi arrival, I thought PSG had the best transfer window that at least I've ever seen in my life. You know, before, like you said, bringing in the likes of Hakimi, Ramos, um, Donnarumma as well. Just, I, I totally picked them to win the champions before Messi's arrival, but now that he's there and playing for PSG, I just, I can't see anyone else winning Liga besides PSG. And then I, it's hard to see anyone else besides PSG winning the champions this league, in my opinion, as well. Um, Although, any other smaller teams out there? Maybe Liga, Lille, Liga champions that uh, strengthen this summer or 
other smaller mentions like Olympic Lyon or Marseille? They made any signings that caught your eye? I mean, not really. I mean, Olympic Marseille got uh, sold to pay. That was arguably, arguably their best player. Bringing uh, in Conrad de la Fuente, though, and has been, I think, has looked pretty impressive. Another young star from Barcelona joining a farmer's league, but um, I think he'll. He'll bode well there, and I think he. I wish him nothing but the best there. He's been pretty impressive in his first few games, but uh, yeah. Did I say Luke Marcel? Oh my god, I can't believe I confused him. My yeah. bad. Leon. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was I was thinking of Leon all all the way, and I was like, wait, no, yeah, I can't. I still can't believe they sold it. I mean, good for him that he went that he moved. Uh, you know, for him being a Manchester United player, I'm I'm so happy that he's showing his class now. Just kind of sad that it wasn't with United. Dude, but I wish him all the best at Barca. United. What do you mean? <laughs> I, I blame. I honestly blame Van Gaal. Yeah. Um, was it Van Gaal the one that wanted him there? Van Gaal was the one that wanted him there, but at the same, Van Gaal wasn't managing anything, bro. Yeah. I just think, I think he, he was too too young at the time. I just I really think it was just too young. It went too big of a step up. Well, no. Well, here's the thing. Like, imagine, let's say that he was still pretty young. You know, let's say. That Ole was a manager for Van Gaal when Memphis came in. I'm sure he would have flourished just because of the different mentality Ole had there, uh, has towards youngsters. Yeah, I think even the guys come out and recent recently to say that it was Van Hall that held him back from achieving what he wanted to achieve at United. But you know, nonetheless, went on to prove that he was a star who he is in uh, in Liga and with Lyon, and now he's at Barca. Banging in goals and assists left and right, so I think uh, it's truly coming to the prominence that it was one it was once uh, promised to him. So I'm just happy for him overall to see that. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. Chris, what about Lil Man? Yeah, they up? won Liga last year against all the odds. Um, have you do you see them having any chance of re- reclaiming the title this season? No. Now that PSG lost the title, I think they're hungry again to win it. I think last year they put their foot off the gas and focused all on the Champions League, which Unfortunately, they didn't get to. But now that they lost it, now that they brought on a couple of new new names, I think they'll be hungry again for the title, and I don't see anyone beating them this year. So can we all just... Beating PSG? <laughs> yeah. Can we all just agree that Liga this season is PSG's to lose, and we really don't see anyone besides them claiming that title? I think... I, think, I don't know, man. Yeah, I think PSG's going to win, but I think... Up. I think Marseille, like their signings, I forgot about their signings, but they made some really good signings, I think. I don't know if I'd say they'd win, but I think, you know, I'll go as far as saying they'll qualify for the Champions League this season, surprise a few teams, you know, maybe they beat PSG in one of their fixtures in the league this season, but yeah, because they look really, they've been playing really beautiful football. Really are, so. Hey, guys, I'm marking it right now, October 17th, Angers versus PSG. Angers are going to upset. PSG. I was gonna ask. Well, there's more towards Christian, but because um he's a Barca fan. But now that Messi's at PSG, are you gonna watch league on like PSG games, or are you just like mm, not really? Dude, I don't know what you're talking about. I've been a PSG fan my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was born serious. in France, bro. Yeah. No, in all seriousness, man. Um, like. I agree with you. I'm sad to see him leave a club that he's loved since he since so young. But I wish him nothing but success. And definitely, I think Liga ratings will skyrocket 
uh, worldwide, honestly. Just uh, seeing Messi play alongside Mbappe and Neymar, that'll definitely bode well for the league. Um, and yeah, I think the here the bigger question is not necessarily if PSG are capable of re- reclaiming the title, but I think the Champions League is the better um, hill for them to climb, in my opinion. Like I said earlier, I definitely picked them to win it this season prior to Messi arriving, but now that Messi is there and I don't know if you guys saw on deadline day, they signed Nuno Mendes, a promising young left back from Sporting. I think that was just the last piece of the puzzle that they needed to finally get over that hill. And I think Champions League this season is honestly theirs to lose. I think they're complete favorites going into it. It's hard for me to imagine anyone else claiming that title besides PSG. Um, do you guys agree? Or is, is there anyone else that you guys see coming close to that Champions League title? I, I, I say that they really stepped up for their game for that. I say they are ahead of most teams in the Champions League uh, when it comes to getting talent. But I think they just got to change their mentality mentality just a bit more. I think yeah. it's not fully there. I agree with that. Um, I, I, I agree they're the favorites, but I don't think they're going to win. I honestly, I think like teams like Bayern and uh, Liverpool when they're fully healthy, you know that front three of Osana, Mane, and Bondi or Jota or uh, Jota whenever he plays, and it's just like they're pretty hard to beat when fully healthy. Or Chelsea, Chelsea's looks really strong too. Uh, Ooh, I, I agree they're the I agree they're the favorites, but I don't think they're gonna win. I mean, if we look at like the Messi, Suarez, Neymar era, like how dominant they were. They still only managed to win uh, one Champions League. But, I mean, you can blame that on, like, that they didn't have the best coaching at times or that the board, you know, is pretty shit. Uh, yeah, I just yeah. I think they're the favorites, but I don't think they're going to win this year. Chris, if PSG managed to not win the Champions League this season, is that, would you consider their season a failure overall? I would say that's a failure, yeah. So bare minimum for PSG is a trouble. Do we all agree there? That's the only acceptable with this team, only acceptable standard they can they can reach. I mean, they kept Mbappe, right? Yeah, you can argue too that um their biggest move this window was not signing Messi, but trying managing to keep Mbappe. You know, and we'll get into La Liga next, but Real Madrid offering an absurd amount of money for Mbappe for a player that runs out of contract next year, which is absurd in itself. But uh, I'm really excited that he chose to stay at least one year, play alongside Messi and Neymar, and um, really push for it with what I think is a team that has a lot more favorable odds to win the Champions League versus Real Madrid. But, I mean, we'll see what happens there. I think we're all pretty much in agreement that the Farmers League of Liga is sewn up this year, <laughs> if it wasn't before. Um, just at, last question before we leave Liga, guys. Can you guys name any other team that's in the past this had a better transfer window than PSG have this season or this summer. I mean, I can argue that United had a great one, almost better <laughs> than PSG's this season. Just yeah. saying. But I mean, bringing in players oh, on a free oh, oh, like we they can did. get to that later. Yeah. Oh, on a free. Okay, if you're talking on that basis, bringing them in on a free, that yeah, I think they took the took the trophy there. I mean, yeah. Ramos I only... on a free, Donnarumma on a free. Messi on a free. Like Can you find all them you got, mentioned? Yeah, why not? So there you go. You got four different players that can cover four different positions within your team. For free. One of them 
is barely 22 years old. That guy's just going for the future. One of them is 35. Well, two of them are in the 30s. Still got a good couple seasons left. And then you got Wijnaldum, which I liked how he played at Liverpool. I think he played a very important part there. So that's insane. All those four for free. Dang. I agree. Uh, so, Chris, anything before we jump off Liga and move over to La Liga? Uh, I'm just going to say, uh, what you were talking about the treble, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's Champions League or bust because that's what they've been building up this whole, t- like, all these tracks before. That's when they wanted Messi for so long and stuff. So, I just think they can win, like, all their domestic cha- uh, trophies, but if they don't win the Champions League, I don't think it's it really matters. Like, I think it's Champions League or bust because... Yeah, I mean, of course, it's going to be nice winning the league, like reclaiming it. But I think it's really Champions League or bust for them. Like, I think if they don't win Champions League, uh, it would be considered a failure by by not only the fans, but by them as well. I agree there, man. Pochettino, if you're listening, if you don't win the Champions League this season, it's your head, man. You're a fraud. <laughs> all right. I think Poch is a wonderful coach. <laughs> agree, but we'll see if we can get all the pieces together for uh, PSG this season. Anyways, guys. Moving on to La Liga now, um, we just mentioned Messi joining PSG from Barcelona. Uh, Saul, you're one of the most dedicated Barca fans I've ever known, man. Uh, what do you make of their window this season or this summer? Uh, I mean, if, we're, if, if Messi hadn't left, I think it'd be considered a good transfer window considering the players we got, such as uh, the players we got on free, such as like Depay, uh, Eric Garcia, um, Oh, I can't but forget. Where I, I forgot the other ones because we made some little moves. Oh yeah, Aguero as well. If he can stay in J three. And then uh, I think what most excites me though is uh, La Masia. Uh, I mean, we signed a lot of players for there, and we have a lot of youngsters coming up, which is like the only thing uh, giving me hope at the moment. It's just the amount of talent we're producing right there is what's really keeping me afloat and not. Um, yeah, I think if we hadn't lost Messi, I'd consider it a pretty good transfer window. I mean, we didn't manage to get rid of all the players we wanted to, such as, you know, DT and other players that are on high wages. But, uh, I mean, I consider it for what we were able to do, I think it was a decent transfer window. Yeah, I agree there, man. You know, a lot of people prior to the season starting, I think, would have picked Barcelona to struggle a lot this season. But I think they've come out in their opening three games and, you know, done better than most people would have fared them to. Um, so I know we mentioned Depay earlier, just looking like an absolute star there. Um, the one move I just can't wrap my head around, man, is on deadline day, them pretty much offering Griezmann to Atletico for free. Not for free. Oh, alone with an obligation to buy after two seasons for $40 million. Dude, that's To me, that's pretty much Barza conceding the title to Atletico, saying, here you go, here's another league, league title tiers in a row, man. <laughs> I don't, what do you what do you make of that, man? I mean, not just Griezmann, but Atletico making other really good signings this season to strengthen and push for not not even the title, man. I think they're considerable favorites too for the Champions League. But uh, what do you although what do you make of Atletico summer this this window? Bro, how did they do it? I know. How did they do it? I Griezmann. Griezmann is coming back home, bro. Besides Ronaldo, Griezmann is coming home. <laughs> yeah, if you just look at Atletico's front line, man, with Griezmann, Suarez, oh. Felix, Angel Correa, which started off the season really well, that's 
I think that's the best attack in in, in Spain. Maybe one of the best attacks in Europe. Bro, so. bro, that's yeah, definitely. I mean, Griezmann's gonna be happy again. He's gonna be playing with a smile on his face, just because he's back home. I mean, I I never felt that he was settling in at Barca, mm-hmm. uh, even though he wanted to, he wanted to play for them for you know for such a while now. But I didn't feel he was settling in. He wasn't being happy, so he wasn't producing his be- best football that we've seen in the past with Atletico. So I'm, I'm pretty excited for that. Chris, I'm, a, I'm interested to see what a kind of an outsider neutral perspective is of all this. Um, what would you think, would you consider Griezmann's transfer and overall tenure at Barca as a failure? In your opinion? I mean, he was only there for what, two seasons, I think. And in those two seasons, I don't think Barca won anything. So <laughs> the system, Copa del Rey. we won the, the Copa Del Rey thanks to him. Okay. <laughs> That's true. He was our hero well, on Copa Dre. I'll give him that. <laughs> I, him and Messi occupied the same space, I think. And I thought with Messi gone, he would be their their number one. But I was I was pretty surprised to see him leave. But now that he's at Atleti again, I think they 100% for me are going to reclaim the title two years in a row now. Dude, I agree, man. I just... Not even their attack, but you look at their midfield. Um, obviously, they moved on Saul, but uh, you know they brought in Rodrigo de Paul and kept other important factors there. It's just I, I, it's hard for me to see past anyone besides Atletico winning the title this season. Um, one last team that we haven't really mentioned a lot of is the big one we just mentioned in the last segment, Real Madrid. Uh, no, we don't care about deadline day. Eduardo Camavinga. Camavinga, yeah, one to watch. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. he's gonna, he's future superstar. So many teams going after yeah, him, the likes of Man City, Man United, PSG, but he ended up at Real. Uh, although you, how do you feel about missing out on a potential signing for Camavinga for United? It's, with this transfer season, it's hard to say. I have mixed emotions uh, regarding that because he's another center midfielder. Obviously, he's young. He's 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 so talented right now. He is, like Saul said, definitely one for the future. Very excited to see what he sees at Rao, but he looked great in a red shirt, too. Like, yeah. dang. Better than Fred. Well, sure. Fred's growing <laughs> on me, so. <laughs> Slowly. Well, we'll get to that when we get to EPL. I just wanted to quickly get your input there, man. But, uh, yeah, I, I think Kamavinga and Alba, Alba were the only two major incomings that Real signed this summer. And uh, I'm not sure if Alba can replace the giant gaping hole left by Ramos and Veron, <laughs> but... You know, we'll see. Start off the season pretty well. I think they're level one points with Barca and Atletico as well. Um, but yeah, any any other major signings outside the top three or top four that have caught your guys' attention? Sevilla, for me in particular, is one team that's made quite the impact in the transfer window. Sevilla? Yeah, did they bring in, bro, they brought in Thomas Delaney, Eric Lamella. They were linked with Tecatito Corona for the longest time, but eventually he never came over the line. <laughs> but still, I just... Last year, they finished fourth, and I'd, I'd back them again to finish around the same area, man. Maybe third. I just, I don't know. They're always constant, always there. They lost their talisman and Luke de Young, but Edinger City is still up there. <laughs> goals. Um, bro, he went to Barca, bro. What I know. The, little, the least we talk about that, the better for me, man. <laughs> From another. Barca won the league. Really? All right, let's, let's, just, let's just jump straight to the question then. So you said it. You're claiming you're stating Barca's in the winter league this season? You know, I always back my team. But, uh, you know, of course, I want them to win. But the only thing that interests me is because last year, like, uh, arguably, those were like the, the two weakest Barca and Real Madrid sides we've seen in like years. And like, 
Atletico barely managed to pull it out their ass. So uh, that's why I, I I don't think they're going to run away with it. Of course, they've, you know, they got the Paul, they got Griezmann back. But uh, I still, I don't think they're going to run away with it. I mean, I, was, I still say they're favorites, but, you know, I won't be delusional and claim Barcelona would win. But I think it'll be a, a lot tighter of a league than people expect. Yeah, now that you said that, I kind of agree with you, man. Um, last year really came down to the wire, and Barca just kind of, you know, kind of laid back and yeah. took their foot off the gas for the last few games. And I can see something similar yeah, had... this, this, uh, the end of this season. Yeah, I think had, like three chances within nine days to go top of the league, but we just we have Coleman as a coach, and I, I really don't believe in him no more. <laughs> I yeah. think both Real Madrid and Barcelona weakened a lot this season. Um, they both lost some players, and I think neither really made some good signings. So I actually think Atleti will have a higher chance of running away with it. Well, we got the mirror, the pie, the Guero, Garcia. <laughs> Do we got up front. Luke the ding dong. <laughs> Bro, I, I just I, I trust him. Like if if all, all I'm hoping for is that if we're doing bad. And we're losing out. I hope we start just playing our youngsters and giving them experience. Like, uh, Agavi, he looks good. Nico looks promising. Demir looks promising, too. Collado, I mean, we're having troubles registering him right now, but I still have hopes for him. And then, uh, yeah, I just hope we give our youngsters a run out instead of just, you know, playing with the old guard. So that's all That's all I want. If we start put, losing, not looking good, I just hope we – we run out with our youngsters and get them experience and move to the next year. Aldo, what about you, man? Are you back in to win the La Liga crown this season? Back in Atletico. Like, I just can't see Real pushing through or Barca pushing through. Like so said, they, they stepped off the gas last season. Um, Real, they've kind of been on a, on a decline for me. Uh, they just haven't been getting the right players. You know, like look at Hazard, he was he was given the number seven over at Real, and it just hasn't been working out. So I think they're in a small decline. But Atletico, they've they've been making the right moves, taking the right steps. I think they're gonna get the league. So we're three and one favor, or three out of four, pick us or back us to bet for Atletico to win the title this season with Saul back in his bar. So man, I I admire it, but just. <laughs> I'm going with my my head instead of my heart. I got I got to pay Atletico with all the reasons of the previous. No, I, I still think Atletico are favorites. I, I'm just saying it's going to be a lot closer. Like, like I'll be honest, I'm not a Coleman fan, and I just think with all the talent we have right now, I think it, we would play a lot better. If we look at another coach, but I just don't feel like he knows how to use it. Like like I said, we got Gavi, Nico Gonzalez, we got the young Pedro, we got like one of the most talented midfields in all of Europe. Like, yeah. well, I wouldn't say talented, but like most potential. And then up front, we, I mean, if they could stay healthy, we got the Mir, the Pai, Aguero, uh, Collado can play up there, uh, Dembele, Fati when he comes back. I mean, if they, if they like all come back on their old form and look good, I mean, I honestly think we're like, we have a good team, but I just, I have no, no, no trust in Coleman. And Coleman I really hope Dembele picks up, man. I really hope Dembele picks up. It's kind of sad just seeing Dude, Dembele will come back, play four games really well, and then get another injury and be out for the rest of the season. Guarantee it. Dude, I, I, <laughs> I hope made out of paper. I just, Yeah, I geez. hope he stays. Honestly, this, this, this is my gut feeling. I just feel like because we're trying to get him to re-sign a contract, 
And I feel like we're just trying to re-get him and hope he stays healthy and then we're going to sell him because I honestly... I mean, Laporta is a big fan, but as I just think he just doesn't want to lose like him for free. So I just feel like he's going to hope he stays healthy enough and we got to sell him for a decent fee. Yeah, I, I could be wrong. That's just my gut feeling, though. What What is it? We don't want to use it. Honestly, last year, what for was it? Yeah, for, I mean, Dembele. last year. Right. No, that's, right what, now. that's what I'm trying to say. Like, last year, United, uh, I think they were offering a, a loan option with the, I think it was either option to buy or obligation to buy. I think and it was, like, rumored to be 50 or 60 million. And honestly, at that time, I would have took it. I would have took him that. Like, I'll still take that for him today. But, I mean, if he's just Dembele. injury prone. I just feel like we won't be able to get more than like, I feel like 30 million would be too optimistic. I feel like that's like the most we'd be able to get if he's just keeps being injury prone. Like he has a lot of potential, a lot of talent, but if he's just not healthy, it's like, what good does that do to any team? So realistically, I don't think we'd be able to get, like, I don't think we'd be able to get more than 30 million. I mean, I wouldn't be happy with that, but I'd, I'd be happy just getting him off the books and like, you know, if he's just injured all the time. Just you know, I hope he makes a good recovery. It's yeah. really the we beginning. Make an so. entire podcast about Barcelona in itself, man. We might have to do that for one day. Because that club is a total shambles at the moment. I'm kind of glad Messi's not there anymore. He deserves better. But anyways, just before we quickly move on, guys, I want to go over some other smaller transfers that have gone a little bit unnoticed this window in La Liga. Uh, one that'll be kind of big to all of us is the young JJ Macias moving from Chivas to Getafe. Oh, yeah. Like we said earlier with Johan Vasquez, it's really exciting to see young Mexican players getting a chance in Europe. Uh, how do you guys see him faring this season for Hitafe? I think he's going to do um, well. Yeah, I hope he has a breakout season. Uh, I hope he does well. I mean, he has a couple, like, I think, like, two forwards ahead of him, but I still, uh, you know, when he played for my hometown team in Leon, uh, he played good, so I hope he does yeah, He does good and has a breakout season for us. Other young Mexican players in La Liga, Diego Linus, hopefully he can finally have his breakout season at Real Betis alongside not a young, but an experienced Guardado. I hope nothing but the best for them. And then from a U.S. perspective, Matthew Jorge joining uh, Mallorca on deadline day, as well as Matthew Nazga, Chelsea, legendary Chelsea club joining, what was it at the end? I think it was Alaves. <laughs> a lot of... Um, oh, Matt Miazga? Yeah, Matt Miazga. Infamous for... It's, we finally get to see him and Diego Linus scoring up in the same league after that uh, incident. All those years, a couple of in the USA versus Mexico friendly. <laughs> so that'll be interesting. No, it's, it's, it's going to get lit for sure. So, Vamos uh, a hacer un desmadre los mexicanos en la liga. <laughs> All right, Bundesliga. I think this is honestly the league that we can spend the least amount of time on. <laughs> not a it's lot more of like whole... Bayern Liga, bro. Yeah, I know. Not a whole lot of uh, news otherwise from Bayern picking off the strongest players from their opponents and putting them on their team. We saw that with Matteo Savitzer, um, Deodupa Makano, and not just the players, man, but the coach also joining Bayern. Um, do, you, do you guys see anyone else besides Bayern winning the Bundesliga this season again? I mean, RP Leipzig always like manages to stick around, but uh, with I think Nagelsmann had to do a lot with that, and Jesse Marsh. Uh, I don't know how he's gonna do. I mean, he's been a bit iffy this first two games, but uh, yeah. I mean, they got a lot of talent. And I mean, I won't say they win, but they always like the past few years. They've always managed to stick around, and then they just go on like on a bad run and they drop out, and that's it. But I just think it's Bayern's lead. I really don't see. It's like the league on. Like I don't see anyone else competing for it. Like as much as I'd like, uh, I'd like Dortmund to win it. 
because they're my favorite, second favorite team. Oh, that's not happening. Just on Dortmund, there, yeah, so Chris, I'm gonna throw it over to you. Um, mm-hmm. How do you make of their signings during the season? Obviously, Daniel Malin probably being the biggest of all. But uh, do you see them even hitting close to Bayern this season for the Bundesliga crown? I think they'll be chasing up, up until maybe the new year, and they'll drop off. I honestly don't see anyone but Bayern winning. But one question I do have is Lewandowski or Holland for the top scorer award? Oof. I think it's uh, Lewandowski as, well, as long as he stays healthy. Otherwise, nah. Yeah, it's Lewandowski. Last year he was still injured and Holland didn't manage to catch up. So I think it's Lewandowski. My heart says, uh, my heart says Holland, but uh, I just think logically Lewandowski is the right pick to go for. I think Holland will suffer a lot for not having Jaden Sancho, giving all those balls in the air, you have to, you know, just being in the back of the net anymore. So I see him. Gore going down potentially. I don't think Malin is the same player as Sancho. So I'm about to go Lewandowski. Speaking of Lewandowski, do you know I see that? Uh, I don't know how true the report was, but that he wanted to leave Bayern and that they weren't going to allow him to leave li- this season, but I think they said next season they would start listening to offers. But the rumored valuation is $100 million, and uh, I don't know who would pay that for a 33-year-old. Is he out of time, at the end of next, uh, this season? I think he has two years left. So then next year, I think he'll have one year. So that's why they said they'll start listening to offers. But that yeah. this season, there was no way he was going to be. I mean, they his didn't... wife during the Euros said she would love to see him at Real Madrid, that she saw him at Real Madrid in the future. So that's what I keep out for. Oof. Oof. I really doubt that. Real has a big <laughs> history of selling their 33-year-olds, like, you know, their top 30 year yeah, so I, I, I was really just don't. wondering, like, where, where would you guys see him? Like, a lot of people in the, like, I was, like, reading through it, and a lot of people are like, Man City, because, you know, they obviously missed out on Kane, and most of them missed out on someone else. On Ronaldo, but, I mean, Pep's, they were really never in for him, but, you know, they missed out on targets, but. Yeah, didn't uh, I, I, don't, I don't know where else he'd go, because he wants to leave the Bundesliga, so. Because yeah, he came out recently saying he wants a, a new challenge, right? And that he doesn't see himself yeah. retiring for the foreseeable future. Yeah, man, as far as where he goes, I just, I don't know. <laughs> I think it'd just be like one of the other big European giants, whether it be a Juve or a United, a Chelsea, maybe even a oh, City. Oh, please you know? don't. <laughs> please don't take Lewandowski to, U- to Juve. Oh, my God. No. I don't see him in Italy. I don't see him in Italy, honestly. I think it's either going to be the Prem or La Liga. Because, I mean, I I, it's always been it. like, the rumor's always been there that he wanted to play for Real Madrid at some time during his career. Honestly, I think he might end up staying because, I mean, Bunda, the Premier League, I mean, next year, I mean, I'm pretty sure City is going to go after Kane and Holland. United, I don't, they have Greenwood and Ronaldo and Cavani. I don't see him going. Uh, he, he definitely wouldn't go to Arsenal or Tottenham unless he really, really wants a challenge or unless they significantly improve the season. And Chelsea, they have Lukaku. Tomo, I see it now. Burnham. Next season, Holland leaves. Dortmund for some club, I don't know, someone bids in or buys him out of that 70 million buyout clause. And then Lewandowski finally returns to Dortmund, and Dortmund finally wins the Bundesliga title after all these years. <laughs> do, you, do you guys see uh, I would, what I, I would I would rule out a return at Dortmund, but he does want, he said he wants a new challenge outside the Bundesliga. So there's, yeah, there's no bigger I mean, challenge than moving to a team that has no little chances of winning the title and you know claiming that title for that team. But we'll see. Uh, the future... 
Uh, I was going to say it looks bright for Lewandowski, but being 33 years old, I don't know how bright that looks. <laughs> Um, yeah. Oh, and I go for Lewandowski to be top scorer. By the way, nice. So, speaking of strikers, uh, one striker that came in to uh, Bundesliga that really caught my eye was Andre Silva. I think he came in from Frankfurt, and honestly, at, at a bargain price, I would say going to RB Leipzig. Honestly, guys, I thought he'd bang, be uh, up there for the top score, but hasn't really looked that impressive. Not just him, but I think RB Leipzig as a whole hasn't really looked that impressive at the start of the season. But um, we'll see. Hopefully, with a team full of young talent like that, they can just, you know, build a challenge. Hopefully, and hopefully the Bundesliga isn't boring. Bayern wins his league again this season. PL, the Premier League. Right, Arsenal. Oh, I love a good. Us, I love a good. Tell us, tell us all about the, the top six, bro. <laughs> Arsenal in the top six. It's Leicester now. It's Leicester. Leicester City. Arsenal's just, I don't know. They have a it says it in the name, there. bro. It says it in the name. The first three Arsenal. letters, it says arse. They're fucking arse, man. Yeah, bro. They've just been really disappointing. Like, Arteta, I don't think, is the coach to take them forward. He says, trust the process. But how long has he been there? Like, two years now? It's like, dude, if there was a process, there'd be progress. And there's been no progress. Yeah. I mean, they spent the most of the money this year. It's been a progress going down. Yeah. Dude, for real, they started I mean, the league top of the top of the table. Now they're in the bottom. I mean, they only started. What is it like three games? Down. <laughs> it's it's what is it? Three games, zero goals scored, nine conceded. Like, yeah, geez. dude. I, I, yeah, dude. Three goals. I mean, three games played, zero points, nine goals conceded. That's three goals a game. Holy crap! Oh, how? Just how? I mean, can argue just... that with their incomings, you would have backed them to do at least better than they're doing now with, you know, Ben White, Odegaard, uh, Ramsdale. There's one other big signing they made on deadline deal that I'm, I'm missing. Oh, Tomiyasu. Yeah, Tomiyasu. Laconga too, yeah. You know, with all those signings, and they, they all profile the same, you know, 22, 23-year-olds. Well. Yeah, but... um. Haven't been they like spent 150 mil or, or around there. And, <laughs> 160, and I think it was closer to. Yeah, and they like didn't like significantly improve their squad. It's just like. Dude, Man United spent more on Ronaldo, Veron, and Sancho. I just, <laughs> they spent less. I, oh, I dude. Don't know how that yeah, happens. dude. <laughs> I think in total it was 147 or something like that for all of them. Chris, I'm excited to see what you have to say, man, because Arteta was. Pep's understudy for years, and then after he finally got the chance to spread his own wings at his own Art club, titty. <laughs> he uh, hasn't looked impressive, man. What, what do you think? Yeah, I think at Man City, behind the scenes, he had all the players he needed. Uh, everyone knew him. He had Pep there with him, but at Arsenal, it seems like he doesn't have a like he hasn't decided on a system or doesn't know how he wants to play yet. His teams. They look kind of confused. Maybe they don't, they don't have a system yet. I don't know. Maybe he just got the players he needed to start building that system. But so far, they've not been good. What are you talking about? Ben White is amazing. <laughs> For fifty million. Dude, he, that's that's English tax if I've ever seen him. Dude, ain't no way he's <laughs> worth fifty million. <laughs> it's so where, that English where would you guys... tax. Real quick, where'd you guys back to 
see Arsenal finish this league. Do you guys think they're in serious relegation? Um, threat of relegation? Honestly, I, I <laughs> the think... way they're playing, yeah. Yeah. I, I, have you have you guys seen that meme of Aaron Ramsdale, how he joined the Premier League two seasons ago? Oh yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, he's joined has been relegated about. so far. Is, is Arsenal next? Dude, the most exciting thing about Arsenal is they're all or nothing with Amazon this season. Yeah, like that's the only thing I look forward to at the end of the season. Yeah, like, how, dude, how many Arsenal? times does that happen? Like four? What the all or nothing? That keeper. Oh, yeah, about the keeper. Oh, no, the, yeah, Ramsdale. No, yeah, it's he, happened like he four won. times, right? Three? No, just twice in the past two seasons. He's been relegated with both. Uh, what was it? Sheffield United Sheffield. last season, and then what was the season with Bournemouth? That? Bournemouth, yeah. yeah. So he's gonna take Arsenal yeah, so back four, down to the championship this season. So four times, oh my god! So you know what you know what they say, you know if it happens twice in a row, it's a coincidence. But once you get three times in a row, that's just, that's something else. And then yeah, fourth, see, ooh. Arsenal's going to the championship. <laughs> Dude, Do you think if Arsenal went to the championship, their owners would finally sell them? Probably. Nah, <laughs> dude, Kroenke will never sell Arsenal. He's got dude, I think Arsenal would have to lose some sort of, like, dude, like, I doubt half those players would want to play for the championship, dude. Like, uh, what's his name? Like, Lacazette, Obama, Yang. Uh, hey, if you really love your about... team, you'll bring him back up. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, I think most of those guys are tricked into going to Arsenal. Like, Arteta sold them dreams. Like, dude, he told William. He told William that, they're going to win the Champions League. <laughs> this, this season was this, their season to win the Champions League. That's what he told William. And William's like, I really trusted him. And they just, like, bought tr- out his contract. <laughs> I trusted him. Yep, and then Chelsea won the Champions League. Oh, my God. Dude, and then Arsenal, uh, uh, I don't know if it's true, but there was, like, a couple reports saying that they gave Arteta the five games to, like, pretty much save his job and that they weren't satisfied he was gone. I don't know how true like that is. starting but... from now? Coming back from no, the I break? Think, no, I think it was, like, starting either the second or third match. They, they said five matches to save his uh, job or else he was gone. Oh. But I, can't, I don't know how reliable those reports were. Well, to be fair to Arsenal, man, they've they've only played three games so far this season. Granted, one was against newly promoted Brentford, which I have no idea how they didn't manage to get a win or at least a draw there. But, you know, they've played oh, City and Chelsea bro. since. And those are two very tough opponents, man. And then next up, they got Norwich, Burnley, Spurs, Brighton. I I think I back Arteta to get at least a few points out of these fixtures, man, and hopefully steer the ship in the right direction after that. Yeah, but I think the thing is, yeah. like, Man City and Chelsea, those are the teams they want to be competing in. I mean, if they're Consider part of the big six. Those are the teams you have to beat. Like, because yeah, you just have to beat them, and like they just haven't looked good at all. It's like Coleman up Barca right now. Like, like we don't care. Like they don't care. Like how? Like how can I explain? Like Coleman up Barca. Like they're winning. They want two games, but it's like the board isn't satisfied because it's like dude, it wasn't a convincing win. It's like they're they're like losing, but it's not like it's like how they're losing. They don't like. They just look awful. Like. They look like they're newly, like they're a newly promoted team. Like they just look awful. Like, but seriously, what is it? I think they had like nine shots or seven shots on target. It's like ridiculous, bro. Like I feel bad for Arsenal fans. Are we are we seriously backing them to finish in the relegation spots this season, though? I I, I say I they finish the table is honestly where they're gonna finish. I say they finish bottom ten unless <laughs> unless if Arteta continues the whole season, I I see bottom ten. But if they bring in another coach, I. Cool. I'd back them to finish in Europe places like uh like at least Europa League conference. 
Bro, if I if Arteta's there the whole season, they are going to the championship. And I'd like I to swear. think the owners like if they saw them like going on like that that's such a horrible run, they'd like step in and be like, Yeah, this ain't happening. I we'll don't see, see them finishing in the bottom ten. Honestly, I see them maybe eighth again, maybe ninth, seventh maybe, but oh, I don't see them anything lower than ten. <laughs> no, I, I love well, the, the coach the whole season. Well, we'll see the next couple of weeks if they start picking up points, but I can see him being the first one sacked if if not. Yeah, like I backed them to finish bottom ten if they keep our depth out because. I mean, given he he does what does he have like six seven like six seven players injured, yeah, um, yeah. It's just I don't know. I just feel bad. I just I don't think he's the man. I mean, how he treated Saliba. Saliba was like a promising young center back, and then he just like he didn't really give him a chance. He just like pushed him out. But he like starts Rob Holding, uh, Kalasnach, and a bunch of like players that they want to get rid of and stuff. It's just. I don't understand that guy, dude. I feel bad for Arsenal fans. Like, there was that meme going around that's like uh, Thierry Henry and the Invincibles real. Like, uh, that like, oh, that like, oh, made a bunch of fans into Arsenal fans, and now here we are, twenty. Now, if, mm-hmm. if any Arsenal fans are out there listening to this podcast, if you want to come on the show and get us a little more insider look on your club, man, please reach out to us because we have <laughs> we're really curious to see what you guys think about this whole situation. Bro, right. no, moving on to Villa. They're furious. Yeah. All right. Villa, just really quick to recap, guys, there. I think they've had a pretty good window. You know, they spent that Jack Grealish money really well, bringing in Wendy, uh, Danny Ings, Leon Bailey, Ashley Young. Um, did they finish last Ings, season? Bro. I think it was Danny. their ninth. Yeah. Uh, I went yeah. back to finishing European places this year. Yeah. I, I, I think, think them... it's hard to put that past them. Yeah, I think them and West Ham, I think, are going to finish in European places. Like, Bro, West Ham's in think... the Europa League, right? Yeah. Playing Who? European soccer yeah, this, this season. West Ham? West Ham, yeah. yeah. But I'm telling I you, think I Villa think, will finish up there. I think Villa will definitely fight for the Europa place. You know, that fifth place. Maybe even fourth. Maybe even fourth. But definitely the, the fifth place. I mean, did you guys see that Danny Ings goal? Oh, the bicycle? Oh, yeah. That was nice. Yeah. But not just the bicycle. I think if you go a bit farther than that, some of their build-up play was pretty good. Yeah. Like, if, so, they, had, if they had this team and managed to keep Jack Grealish, like, I would back them to finish in, like, uh, I wouldn't say Champions League, but Europa League, like, top, top six, I'd say. Top six, I'd back them, but they didn't. Yeah. I was wrong. They finished eleventh last season, but honestly, guys, I'd I'd back them to finish a few spots higher than that this season. Just it's an eighth, eighth, in. Right. It's a eighth place. Eighth place. That's a good spot to put them in. Eight, eight, like six to eight spots. That's where I see finishing. Chris, what are you what are you thinking? I don't know if they're going to be as good as last season with Jack Grealish. I think everything went through him. He made he was the most creative player in the league. And I think just the loss of Jack Grealish in that team is really going to hurt him. And I don't think any of the new signings really can replace what he did at that club. So what do you see him finishing this, this season? This season, maybe 11th, maybe 10th again, 9th. I don't see them breaking top six. You don't see him breaking into European football? 
Um, not honestly, even, not I, even the Conference League, mate. <laughs> I see. I see Leicester being better than them, and I see West Ham being better than them, and the rest of the top six being better. I don't think Aston Villa this season is better than any of those teams. Well, if we're going in alphabetical order, um, I think Chelsea's the next biggest club, unless y'all want to talk about Brentford and, and Brighton. Oh, no, we can go with Chelsea. Brentford, what a similar story Brentford is. Dude, I'll, I'll back I like, Brentford this season I like uh, not get relegated. Yeah, I think that's yeah. the top flight. I agree. Right in though. I like him for before sure. Before we move on, Marco Culera, or Culera, whatever, how you say his name, uh, left back from Hitachi. Really young, promising player. Excited to see what he is going to bring to the club. I'm kind of mad he didn't go to Barca, if I'm being honest, but I wish him nothing but, this, but success here in the Prem. All right, so Chelsea. There's obviously one name that we all want to talk about. Uh, some people call it a homecoming. Some people don't. Although I'm a... Bring it over to you because he was a Man United player for a while. But what do you make of Lukaku joining Chelsea again this season? Ah, Lukaku, jeez, Lukaku. <laughs> I mean, I I liked him when when we first got him. I thought he was a really really good signing. He started off really well, you know, nine goals in nine games. Him going back to Chelsea, it's it's just whatever for me. He didn't make that much of an impact for me at United. Granted, yes, he did score in that PSG game, the first two goals. But he didn't do much for me. So but do you not see I wish him the best. Finishing, do you not see him finishing top scorer this season in the Prem, dude? After the season he's had at Inter, after the success and the player he's become over the past few years and finally being able to come back to the Premier League and prove that he can make it in the Premier League as his to me, man, this is the most impressive signing in this window, and I think with this signing alone, Chelsea is definitely the title favorites for me, in my opinion. Well, I mean, Chelsea definitely added more goals uh, to their to their side, but let's be honest, uh, he was showing those glimpses glimpses that he showed at Inter. Uh, you know, he was class at Inter, but it's just not the same. The phys- the f- you know, the physicality of the Premier League is what makes it much more difficult. It's much more fast-paced. I think Lukaku's still still not there. I think the reason he was able to uh, show so much class in Serie A is because it's, it's, a, it's slower. It's a slower league. I think with, uh, the one thing I think about Lukaku, he's a good signing, but I think with his arrival, uh, I know some people might not back, but I think uh, Werner, I think he's going to do a lot better. Timo Werner. Like he, yeah. he said it himself. He's like, I always do better when there's a, with two strikers. He's like in a target man. Like he said yeah, at Leipzig, it was always him and Paulson. So I, I like back him to have like a better season. Yeah, for me, man, I see definitely Timo Werner being Lautaro Martinez to Lukaku this season. You know, just them both laying off chances for each other left and right. And for me, man, when I look back on the previous season for Chelsea and all the chances that Werner missed, I just, I can't. If you put Lukaku in those situations, I can't see him not putting him in the back of the net. So, for me, that's easily going to score 20 to 25 goals in all competitions this season. And just, yeah, pushing them, again, like, I think they're pretty much favorites for the Premier League title this season. So, apart from Lukaku, they also brought in Sol Niguez from Atletico. It's a loan fee initially with oh, the was... to buy at the end. What do you guys, what do you guys make of that that's signing? Deadline. I mean, if he can recover some of his form that he had, like, 
because he hasn't been that good for Atletico these past few years. But if he can recover some of that form, that show that he could be like a world class talent, I think uh, I think he'll do really good. Yeah, and then for me, I think so too. I go ahead. I think uh, Saul's got a he's got a lot to prove this season for sure, and I think the Premier League's gonna help him do that. He's calling you out, Saul. Just what do you say to that, dude? I'll be honest. <laughs> I don't like Chelsea. I'm going there to sabotage them. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I'll be honest. I don't, I don't like Chelsea, dude. Like, I just... Like, they're good. I'll give them credit. Like, Rudiger. Ah, oh, Rudiger just pisses me off, bro. Like, I don't know, dude. Tuchel came in and transformed into a beast, but I'm just like, dude, I don't like this guy. He's an asshole. He's like, he's like too cocky for my liking, but... I mean, he backs it up, so I can't say much. Uh, Jorginho. Like, what, what happened? Like, last year, everyone was saying he was trash, and all of a sudden, like, one decent season. And everyone's like, oh, he's world class. He's below the ore quality. And I'm like, dude, get out of here. Like, no. He wait for player of the year, like, man. He's not, even, he's not even the best midfielder at uh, Chelsea. It's freaking a uh, bad thing. Yeah. But, you know, Chelsea, uh, dude, I don't know. I don't know, dude. I just don't like them. I hope they lose. I hope they, they get relegated. And just apart from their incomings, man, like their outcomings, the amount of money they've been able to accumulate from all their sales has just been outrageous. I mean, Tammy Abraham, Kurt Zuma, Mori, Sapakosta. The fact that they're getting pays for both Sapakosta and Moses, that's just great business right there. Bakayoko, Giroud leaving as well. Um, Giroud. I know it's a constant cycle with Chelsea. You know, you bring in these young talents, you loan them out, and then it's really up to them if they ever choose to scratch the first team or not. But they do make decent money off of it. It's one thing that they've always been really – been able to do really well in the transfer window. Yeah, they have. I, I think they have like one of the, I'd say top five academies in the world. Like they make a lot of money off like selling academy players. This yeah, is a perfect segue, geez. man. To the next team we're going to talk about, Crystal Palace, because a lot of those players go into Crystal Palace. Um, you know, and then for me, the biggest signing the Palace made this season was not necessarily the players, but the coach and Patrick Vieira. I think. I think if they had a more capable and experienced coach, they'd be probably a lot better than they currently are, than people would back them to be. But uh, Chris, if you're there, if you can hear me, because I know you had problems, what do you what do you make of Palace's uh, transfer window this season, this summer? Well, I'm excited to see Patrick Vieira go in there. Maybe if he does well, hopefully he can take over Pep's job. Maybe he can go after Arteta if he does well. Uh, I'm excited to see how Connor Gallagher does there. He was good last season with with West Brom. He he really impressed me last season and um he started good this season too, so I'm really excited to see how he kicks on there as well with Wilfred Zaha. I'm a big fan of him. And we'll see if Eberechieze comes back and if he comes back as good as he as he was before his injury. Yeah, man, definitely a lot of young talent coming through that Crystal Palace side. Um, kind of similar to Palace, man, Everton. Uh, the biggest move they made this season, I think, is the coach again, bringing in Rafa Benitez under a lot of flack because he used to coach Liverpool. But um, I don't know what it is with those England fans, man. I think where you coach shouldn't really matter as much, especially in the current days. But I think he's done pretty well and uh, brought in some promising players. Damari Gray, which a lot of people – didn't think would hit the heights that he is hitting right now. 
They brought back Solomon Rondon. <laughs> the Super League. I think he, all jokes aside, I think he's a very capable striker. Calvin Lewin is not there. Yeah. Any you guys want to touch on Saul Aldo? Do you guys want to touch on either Everton or Palace before we move on to the other teams? Uh, I mean, last oh. year I packed uh, Everton to finishing European places, but that obviously <laughs> failed. So I, I don't, I don't want to make any so bold decisions. I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'll back them to finish uh, higher than they did last season. That's all. That's as far as I'll go. I'm gonna say Vieira, like he coached Nice before this, but was he was he good? Like, like I don't no. know. I had, I hadn't heard of him. Like. No. For Crystal Pot, I was to hire him. It seemed like it was just like kind of out of the blue. Like I did, I don't know. It didn't make sense to me. But then, like some people are rating him pretty highly, while others aren't. And Nice. Well, Vieira. I know there was the. I know that their fans was crazy. Well, back a couple years ago, he used to coach the the EDS team at City. And then he he went over to the MLS, I think, and coached New York City FC. Yeah, I didn't really keep up with with how well he did. What was that? He banged for New York City. I mean, that's when they had Jack Harrison and all the WV and Lampard and Pirlo, and they had a really good team. But uh, yeah, I think he did pretty well there, and then made the big move over to Nice, and uh, (laughs) anything but a success, I would say. But uh, no, he's still he's still a young coach. I think he has a lot to prove for himself and. This palace job that we'll definitely see if he can either rise to the occasion or crumble. But uh, the way things are going so far, man, I, I don't back him to, to finish the season there in the, in the palace dugout. All right, I'll I was going to say, uh, what do you guys think about Hamas at Everton? I don't think so, no. I think yeah. he's done there. I think he's like, like he, he said himself, thing. he only went there because of Ancelotti, and then Ancelotti left, and he was kind of like, what now? Yeah, I think he's done there. I think. They're gonna terminate his contract, or are they gonna get like a small transfer fee for him in January and sell him? Unless Benitez somehow convinces him to play. I don't know. He was rumored to join Porto most of the transfer window, but I never really did. But yeah, I think if he, if he puts his head on right and really puts out for plays well for Everton, they have a good chance of finishing higher this season. But with his injury history and just his mental state overall. I don't see him playing much, if any, for, for Everton this season. All right. Yeah, Although, I don't see it either. What's up? I'm going to throw it over to you, man, because the next team I want to hit on real quick is Leeds, and obviously uh, one of your favorite players just recently went there. How do you feel about that, and how do you think with that signing they'll fare this season? Dan James, bro. I'm, I'm kind of sad it didn't work out, but I really liked him when they first got him. It was, he's... He plays for the badge. He gave it all for the badge. Um, I mean, that's all I can really ask for for my Man United players, man. And, and he really did that. Obviously, I don't know. I still kind of laugh about him celebrating against Crystal Palace in that late equalizer. I don't get that. But, you know, let him do him. But I think Lee's got a really good player. I think they did. Yeah, along with him and Junior Fertbo, I think uh, Bielsa will do well this season. I mean, he's always managed to do well in the Prem, but never really managed to scrape into the top six, top eight, you know, push for European football. But we'll see this season. Um, so, Chris, anything you guys want to see on Leeds before we move on? I don't think they have a, 
a very good defense. I think their attack is fantastic. Their, how they play suits to their attackers very well. They're very quick. But their defense, I th- think, has always been their weakest part, and I don't think they've done anything to improve that. I think Leeds is going to do good this season. I thought they were going to do well last season. Like uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Bielsa. I think he's a good coach. So um, I back him. Bielsa is the best, though. Yeah, like he always manages to get the best out of his players. I think. Yeah, um, um, I don't know what position they finished last season, but you know, I'll back them to finish. Uh, I say top ten. I say tenth place. Definitely above Arsenal, right? Uh, honestly, uh, I wouldn't. Hell it. yeah. I wouldn't, dude. Arsenal, like, I want to stop picking on them because I feel bad, but they just nah. It just doesn't look good. Like, I feel bad for their fans, but it just doesn't look good. What about Leicester City? I know, um, Solo, you're pretty excited about all the talent that came in this season for them. Do you want to touch a little bit on them and who came in? Leicester, dude, it's been like, I feel bad because it's been like, what is it, two, three seasons in a row when, like, they've been so close to qualifying to Champions League, but then, like, the last three, like, two, three match days, they'll just somehow, like, blow it, blow it, so... I mean, I'm excited. They brought in uh, a couple players, uh, some Patson midfielders. Uh, Samori. Patson Dekker, yeah, so, so, yeah, those guys. Yeah, so, um, I mean, if they if they don't make it a champ, like Champions League places this year, I think they'll I'll, I'll consider it a failure. Like, they've just been knocking on the door for so long that it's just like, dude, like, if they don't do it, like, this season, I think – that's it. Like, not not like that's at the end for them, but it's just like going to be really disappointing because that's what they've been aiming for for the longest time. I mean, they'll take a hit because of uh, Wesley Fofana and got, how he got injured, but uh, I still think they're a really solid team. I back them to finish Champions League places. I really hope they do. I really like Leicester City as a football yeah, club. Leicester is like one of the. I guess like better run clubs, like the their fans love the owners and all that stuff. So, you know, I cheer for them. I hope they do well. I agree there. Um, moving on to Liverpool, Chris. I'm gonna throw it over to you because they haven't really had a lot of incomings this season. Um, but uh, still pretty strong team. Still pretty strong attack in midfield. Uh, do you back them to finish top four this season? Yeah, I definitely see Liverpool going back to their best this season with all their injured players coming back. Virgil van Dijk, especially. It's almost like a new signing. I huh? see them. The new signing, Konate, yeah. I think their defense is going to step up a bit, too, if it wasn't already good. It's going to be even better now. And I I see them challenging for the title, not just top four. So you see them as one of the favorites? I see them up with Chelsea and Man City up for the title. I don't think Man United's up there yet. Although you just took a brother with wow. man. What do you think? How does it feel that Salah wants that wants that big pay raise? I think he deserves anything he asks for for everything he's done for that club. I mean to be fair, Liverpool were, were shit without Salah. They still kinda are, but they're more like that golden shit emoji on the phone. <laughs> but Jesus Christ. No player really deserves 500k a week. No, I think Ronaldo's getting like two something. 
Isn't that when you always play Alexis Sanchez though? Alexis Sanchez. And I and I hate him for that. <laughs> I hate the Glazers for that too. It does not make any sense, but we'll get that more sometime in the future. Jesus, I don't want to bet right now. Like, uh, dude, Man City has made you all buy players. They made you buy Fred. <laughs> they made you buy Alexis Sanchez. And then uh, Ronaldo. I don't know if you saw the, the report that came out the other day, but they said that uh, Ronaldo was never in the United's plans, but that the owners, the Glazers, feared the backlash they'd get if, uh, you know, like, they, if Ronaldo went to City, so that they ended up buying him. But they never, like, uh, he was never in their plans to buy him, but they just feared the backlash of the fans when they bought him. Good. I I better hope they fucking fear the backlash from the fans. <laughs> For, like, that's what every fucking club owes. Like, every club plays for their fans. That's really how they got, uh, you know, it's really how that sport became popular and how it's it's all just based on fans. With, you know, like they've all been saying during the coronavirus, without, football, without uh, fans, there's no football. I mean, mm-hmm. it would just be a spectacle of grown men kicking a ball around. They're getting deep, man. Big whoop. And, you know, just saying, I just, fuck the lasers, bro. I don't want them in my club. All right, so we finally arrived, you guys, at the two Manchester clubs. Um, we're going to start with City. Chris, two. I'm going to talk. What's that? <laughs> two? It's only yeah. one real club in Manchester. Fuck City. Although you're sorry, Chris. You can. <laughs> no, but Chris, I want to talk to you for a little bit, man. Because uh, honestly, if you ask me, in my opinion, I think City just is one of the major losers in this transfer window, man. Buying Jack Ritz yep. for... Over a hundred million euros. That player that, that you can argue they didn't even need, man. Million, bro. <laughs> I think, I think the striker was a more pressing issue. I think if they would have prioritized Kane, and then it, once that fell through, if they would have prioritized another striker, that they would have had a much better transfer window. Um, I don't see Grealish significantly pushing them to be more favorites for the Champions or the league, but definitely a good player. Um, I don't know what, what you have to say about all that, man, but I think it was underwhelming overall. Yeah, we were chasing Kane all summer, and I had hope that at one point we were gonna finally pull the pull the plug and and get him, but it didn't happen. But uh, I'm actually very excited to see Jack Grealish. I've been a fan of him ever since ever since he came up in the Premier League two years ago with Aston Villa, and uh, as you guys know, he's. An incredible player, an incredible creator. I think he has the most chances created out of anyone in Europe, maybe. Definitely in the Premier League. He's up there with Kevin De Bruyne. So I'm excited to see how him and De Bruyne play together, how many chances they're going to create. And, yeah, we really did need a striker to finish everything they're going to create, though. I think that was a Not big more loss. Than Bruno. <laughs> yeah. Chris, you don't see the same situation with uh, that happened with Griezmann and Messi at Barca happening here at City with uh, Grealish and De Bruyne occupying the same space? Well, I feel not really. I see um, De Bruyne plays more on the right-hand side and Grealish more on the left. I don't think – yeah, you see De Bruyne moving everywhere around the pitch, but I don't think they're going to occupy the same space necessarily. I think they can move and work together. And be fluid as a as a 
two eights in midfield or Grealish in the wing. I really don't know how Pep thinks of using him this season. But yeah, I'm excited to see what he does. I think he's going to be fantastic. I think he's going to hit the ground running. Do you think that um, with this Grealish signing and just City overall, because I know last season they played the majority of the season without a striker and they still managed to win the Prem, managed to win, make it to the final of the Champions League. Do you see him improving on that this season? Well, Maybe finally yeah. winning that Champions League title? I mean, that's a tough <laughs> ask. There's a lot, of, there's oh, a lot of luck required to get the Champions League final. But I see them maybe getting to the final again this season. But I do see them I, – I see teams adapting to how they play without a striker. They've gone a season without a striker, and another one, it's going to be hard. A lot of teams already know how we're going to play, and they're going to adapt, and they're going to see what what they do. They're going to maybe mark our, our midfielders more. I don't know how it's going to go, but it's going to be tough without a striker this season. All right, Chris, one word answer, man. Are Man City going to win the Premier League this season? Yes or no? You know I'm it. Gonna you say, know what the I'm going to say yes. I think Grealish oh, is going to be that 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 step up. All right, from one Premier League contender to potentially another, although we're going over to the right side of Manchester. What do you what do you think of their the only side of Manchester? Bro, I I think it was phenomenal. I I think they beat PSG's transfer window. Uh just because they got the GOAT, bro. They got Cristiano Ronaldo. He's coming back home. And on top of that, we still got Rafael Varane. We got Sancho that we've been chasing for years. Um, I think it's going to be nice. You know, a lot of our players are, are starting to come back again. Luke Shaw, he's been doing phenomenal. Harry Maguire, he's just been improving since he got here. Juan Bissaka. Did you guys see that one Bissaka save from against Wolves? Oh my god! Yep. Off the line, off the line, bro. Oh, it's like FIFA in real life. And same with the <laughs> David De Gea save. I think David De Gea oh, is making save. a comeback. Oh, nice. Beautiful. That was beautiful. Oh my! I was in awe. But overall, I think they got a really good chance. Really, really good chance. So, a lot of people, man, are saying that with the Ronaldo sign, that they had to push for the. Premier League and the Champions League this season. Do you agree with that, or do you see them just falling short from that category? I mean, even without the Ronaldo signing, we should always be pushing for titles. We should always be pushing for the Prem, for the Champions, you know, FA Cup, Carabao, even the fucking Carabao Cup. I mean, come on. we we got to be pushing for those, regardless of who we sign. All I will say, man, is... Did you see that one meme that came out after the Champions League group group drawn where uh, they said that group that they're in looks more like a Europa League group with young boys and, and Villarreal? I do agree there. I mean, I was really hoping for, and I guess you can say this is a competitive side of me, the, the one that likes to take on those big challenges. Um, I wanted to see them be in a group with PSG. I want to see him be in the group with, you know, the group of death again. That would have been amazing to see. That would have really brought out their class. But it's all right, I guess. All right. Let's get a let's get a mutual perspective in here. So what do you think of 
the Manchester Derby here. Who do you, which Manchester side do you see coming out on top this season? I don't know. They both made uh, United finally. I think had like a good transfer window. I mean, Varane. I think it's finally that uh, partner that they've been looking for so long with uh, Maguire. So I mean, I've said it all the time. I've said I always think they have like a really good attack. I mean, Rashford, Marshall, uh, Cavani, Greenwood, Fernandez. But I always thought that they needed a stronger defense, and I think they finally got that with Varane. I mean, you can still question about their midfield with. Uh, Fred and McTominay, but you know, I think their defense is that solid that it won't matter in the what will matter, but you know, I think they'll be able to hold it down. But I still don't I still think Man City wins the league. Like which team do you like, see? Uh, I mean you see higher this season. Yeah. Just to get a mutual uh, perspective. I think, City, I think I think City wins the league again. I mean they won it last year without a nine. I mean this year they don't have a nine either, but you know, I've heard reports that they're trying to convert uh, Ferran Torres into a attacker, into a nine, and that, you know, he worked with Aguero and Pep and last year and then the off season to, like, learn how to make those forward runs. So, you know, and he's been playing well there, and Jesus has been killing it on the wing. So I, th- I think it's City. City's still City's league, but I still... Really? I, mean, I think U- yeah. United will still challenge. Like, I think it'll be an I mean, interesting league season. I mean, Liverpool's healthy. United had a good transfer. We're unbeaten there. away, so we're unbeaten away for 28 games now. Oh, yeah, didn't you guys that just break that record? Showing Ted? Yeah, against Wolves. We broke it against Wolves. So that's what yeah, I'm saying. You guys, I mean, you guys looked awful that game. In all honesty, you should have lost. I mean, you still won, dude. But, I mean, Pogba, I mean, there's the, there's the controversy surrounding that Pogba tackle. That should have been a red and should have even been a goal. Oh, red. Oh, my. Don't even get me started. I mean, he wants to talk dude. I mean, I, I say at the very least. I mean, Chaka okay. got a if, red for that. It was the, a similar it's, challenge. It's the Premier League, bro. It's the Premier League. Chaka, if Chaka had just gotten a red for that, that's the, that's the argument that was being made. So I was like, well, if you're going off that, you got to be consistent. It's up to the... It's, I say it's at the very least the it was a foul. Referee's discretion, man. Man United it's by the refs. Yeah, bar United. Sure. Man, man City by the <laughs> they buy the They buy the easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, They're just going to go use that Qatar money and that oil money to get another league title. Bro. <laughs> it's Abu Dhabi uh, money, not Qatar. <laughs> I, I still just, I, I just don't see United winning it this year. Maybe next year. Nah, yeah, we'll, not this we'll dude. If they had a solid midfield, I think if it wasn't a freaking McBride, I think like Fred or McTominay, I think they'd be solid. Like, yeah, like we had signed the Declan Rice or an Ndidi, I backed them to win, but they didn't. Exactly. I was just I like about to say, man, you can I like you can argue great. the only you can argue the only missing piece the United needs to really make him a top contender is that defensive midfield spot, and until they get that, man, I just I have a hard time. Seeing them, even with Ronaldo, seeing them push for the Premier of the Champions League this season, but like you guys said, man, it's definitely a season. It's gonna be that's gonna be crazy. Uh, Liverpool, Chelsea, both teams from Manchester, even Spurs, man, undefeated as of as of yet, as of yet, really. Dude, Nuno Espirito Santo, I lo- I like him as a coach. He's just been awesome for Wolves and for Tottenham right now. I like him. I think it'll be a failure for United if they don't win a trophy this year. Like, if they just finish second place, but they don't win a trophy, like, that's a failure in my eyes. 
Like they have to win a trophy, oh. even if it's the Carabao Cup. Yeah, don't don't get me wrong. I I agree with you there. Uh, last seasons we've just been semifinal. We've been close, but this like this year has it has to be it. There has to be also, a trophy. Also, a trophy. All, all, all or two. has to go in my opinion. If he doesn't win a trophy this year, he has to go. Yeah, I still wouldn't let him go, but but it just it, there has to be a trophy this season. Yeah. Although you touched on Nuno there, I want to. I think Spurs is the last big club they haven't had yet on the Premier League, so just want to throw it to all you guys, really in general. Which, uh, where do you guys see Spurs finishing this season after the whole Harry Kane debacle? You know, will he go? Will he stay? Finally, ended up staying and creating his future at Spurs, at least for now. Um, bringing in other signings that are kind of exciting, Emerson Royale, one in particular on deadline day. Where do you, Chris? Where do you see Spurs finishing this season? I think them keeping Kane was really the biggest signing they could make. But they also made a few other ones like Christian Romero. Some say he was the best defender in Serie A last season. They got Brian Hill from from Spain. He won for the future. I think he's going to do well this season. Some say maybe he gets a young player of the year if he performs well. But I think they'll finish maybe around sixth maybe fifth so what do you think uh, i think i think um i don't think there'll be drastic improvement but i think they'll finish in i'll back to the finish in europa places like not the conference league but just like <laughs> europa like europa places uh i do see them possibly winning the the europa league because in my opinion uh Nuno actually takes that competition seriously. You know, I, I see him, like, holding his, like, instead of, like, you know, youngsters or, like, uh, kind of, like, players I don't play, I see him, like, fielding his uh, his A-team. So I think they have a good chance of winning the Europa League and then, you know, they can qualify. But as for the league, you know, I mean, we saw last season with Mourinho, you know, everyone thought they were going to win the league after they uh, demolished uh, United 6-2. Everyone's like, oh, Mourinho's a defensive coach, and he did this. Imagine he was an offensive coach, but you know, I think I I, I don't I think they'll finish Europa places. That's as far as I'll go to back them. Some other notable signings uh, from teams that are not part of the top six necessarily, but uh, one that's definitely going to hit home for us again. Um, the the goal movie coming true in real life, guys. Santiago Munoz <laughs> moving from. Yeah. From Santos to Newcastle. Um, so, what do you think of that signing overall? Do you see them? Do you see that signing improving Newcastle this season? Uh, I mean, when I went and looked at Newcastle, like see what Newcastle fans are saying. I mean, they were excited, you know, but uh, it's not what they really need, according to the fans. Like the fans were like, "Oh, we need a midfielder defender," but here we are signing strikers. So, you know, I mean, I, I hope he does well. Because, uh, I mean, judging off what Newcastle fans say, I don't think it's what, it's what was needed. So, uh, I really don't know. I mean, I hope they do well. I really do. I hope he does well there. But, uh, I don't know. I mean, he, he's, he looks promising. That's a promising uh, young Mexican player. So, I wish him the best. And I wish Newcastle the best. One CONCACAF player to another. Um... Josh Sargent moving from the Bundesliga to Norwich City. Chris, uh, are you familiar with this player at all? What do you think of him? 
I really don't know anything much about him, just that he's American. I know he's a striker too. Um, but yeah, excited to see another American come by the Premier League along with Christian Pulisic and Zach Steffen. Other teams outside of the top six that you guys really wanted to touch on and mentioned earlier are uh, Wolves and West Ham, um, two teams that are playing Europe. No, Wolves aren't playing European football this season, but West Ham are. Uh, Wolves, for me, guys in particular, has made some very exciting signings with Junkau coming in on low, Jimenez, I think, coming back and looking pretty good, honestly, so far for coming back from that hand injury. Um, where do you guys back Wolves to finish this season? I say they finish top 10. I, I wouldn't go Europa places, but I'd say they finish top 10. I mean, they've looked promising in these first couple of games. You know, they've looked lively in their attack. I mean, especially against United, I think that they got really unlucky to not come away with a win there. But uh, I think they'll steadily improve. You know, they got a new coach, so I think they'll keep rising. But I still didn't finish in top 10, and that's as far as I go. I definitely see them improving from last season, especially with Raul Jimenez coming back. And uh, let's see how Pedro Neto comes back from his injury this season. I see them finishing 10th, maybe 11th, 12th, around there. All right, Aldo. Really quick, man, just to wrap it up. We're going to – obviously, the Premier League, the biggest league in Europe, in the world in general. So I just want to get you guys' predictions for winners. Um, let's just do a quick – Top six, what do you guys think will finish there? And then we'll, uh, we'll end the podcast from there. Although I'm going to go with you first. What do you think is going to finish in places one through six? One through six? All right. United, obviously. In six? No, in first. Come on, man. <laughs> Get with the program, bro. Get the program. <laughs> do you want me to do one through six or six through one? No, whatever, whatever works best for you, man. All right. Well, starting with one, the champions, numero uno, United, um, Chelsea second, City third. I say Leicester City is going to get fourth for sure. They have to. Tottenham, they're going to drop to fifth. I think they're going to kind of, kind of losing the, you know, the home stretch. Uh, and I think West Ham. Is still going to keep that sixth place. I think they're going to fight for it real well. Chris, what about you, man? Were you were you back city to finish this season? I think. Oh no, sorry, Liverpool. Liverpool, my bad. For first and second for me, it's tied between Chelsea and Man City. I think those are the two that are going to be fighting till the end. I think Liverpool is going to come up third. Fourth is going to go to Man United. Fifth is going to be Spurs, and sixth, I'm going to give it to Leicester. Nice. I like how both of you guys picked uh, not necessarily outside shouts, but you know, teams that are definitely fan favorites, teams that don't aren't notoriously the top six. Uh, although in West Ham and Christopher Leicester to finish sixth, it's good to see. Good for the league. Good to see a lot of competitiveness there. So, what about you? What are you back to finish one through six? I'm going to go with City as a champion. And then uh, the rest of the top four, I mean, I said Leicester had to qualify, but I, I still see United, Chelsea, and Liverpool filling out the top four. No no particular order because I really can't 
pull them apart. Yeah, I, the only one I see is City as champion, and then United, Chelsea, and Liverpool will qualify for the Champions League. And then I'd go with, uh, I think I'd go with West Ham and Leicester for the two remaining spots. Another team that's not notorious for the top six. Your predictions, level, I like it. You know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you guys and I, I think it's funny that none of us have mentioned Arsenal so far. <laughs> but uh we'll, we'll touch on them a different day. Uh, they're done, Arsenal's bro. Junk. They're just done. Yeah. Uh for my sixth place, I'm gonna kinda keep the the trend going for uh teams that are not notorious with the top six. I think I'm gonna go with uh Oh man, it's it's hard. I'm gonna say Leicester too, just because I think they've come so close in past seasons. Uh I find I really do want to see him get European football at the very minimum, so I'm gonna put them in six. Um, fifth, I'm gonna put in Spurs. I think Nuno's gonna really elevate that team to do better than last season and get them on the right projectile going forward. Fifth, oh no, I'm sorry. Look, fourth, I'm gonna put Liverpool there. I think they're coming back to their full strength, but I think they'll have a challenging season with uh, getting those players to reach the potential again. And then third, I'm gonna have to say City. I think. Their lack of a nine up front is going to really hurt them this season. And um, just because they finished third in the Prem doesn't mean they won't finish, you know, as either champions or runners-up in the in the Champions League. I think that's where the majority of their focus will be this season. And the Premier League will suffer because of that. And then second, I'm going to say United. I think that Ronaldo signing really puts them over the, the edge there. Um, hopefully Oli gets another trophy in the process, whether it be a Europa League or a Carabao or FA Cup. And then, for me, guys, I can't see anyone besides Chelsea winning the Premier League this season. I think the Lukaku signing is the best signing of the window and just the smartest one as well. Um, definitely strengthening the area that they needed, and I think he'll provide the goals that Chelsea needs to finish in that top spot. Yeah. So that brings us to the end of this podcast, guys. Um, very long one. Probably break it up into two different parts, but had a lot of fun chatting with y'all. Uh, anything you guys want to say before we head out? I mean, until next time. We'll always be here, soccer Saturdays, maybe football Fridays, and maybe match day Mondays. But this was fun. Where are we putting this? We're putting this on iTunes? Yeah, iTunes, Spotify. Everywhere. Everywhere. Wait, no, we do got to say we do gotta say a proper goodbye. Guys, this was fun. We'll see you again next week. Again, my name's Aldo. I'm Saul. I'm Chris. I'm Christian. This was the Future Footy Podcast. Thank you all for joining us. We'll see you all soon.